We are in for a real treat today because we have hosts of the podcast Table Flipping here, Taylor and Alyssa. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. I am especially excited because I am a huge reality TV fan, and it's not something we get to talk about on Pop Fiction Women a lot. I mean, sometimes I sneak it in there, but but I am very excited to talk much more and go a little bit deeper with this stuff. Taylor Mishak is originally from the Bay Area, where she discovered a passion for acting at the young age of seven. Now based in Los Angeles, her acting credits include the series regular role of Allie on FXX's Dave, guest starring on Netflix's American Vandal, and a reoccurring co-star role on NBC's I Feel Bad. Mishak has previously co-starred in the CW's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and NBC's About a Boy. And Alyssa Lippman is a comedy writer and reality TV aficionado. She was born and raised in Los Angeles and feels pretty cold most of the time. Uh, (laughs) As a teenager, it's so, as a teenager, she couldn't figure out what she wanted to do with her life. So her mother took her to a crystal healer in the Valley who said she would become a storyteller. And I really need to hear more about that. But Alyssa has worked on numerous television shows including Fox's The Mick, The Grinder, NBC's I Feel Bad, and a few others that were great, but canceled after one season. So thank you so much, both of you, for being here, and welcome to Pop Fiction Women. And what Corinne left out is because the reason she can't talk about reality TV on here is because I am a reality TV virgin. (laughs) Like, literally... I know you guys would have a field day with me. How um, exciting. By the way, I love that you both sat up and like, I know, like, oh, like let's I know. pull her in. <laughs> and listen, it's not like, a, oh, I won't write. I just never, I, I watched in the beginning. I can't even tell you the ones I used to watch because it would date me so badly. You would know how old I was. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't remember that season. But Anyway, I'm so excited because I Corinne will now have someone uh, to talk to about Vanderpump Rules and, and all the things that she loves. <laughs> um, but listening to both your bios, it's clear, you know, you're both in the industry in your own right. So why did you want to start this podcast together? Part of it is actually because we both work in scripted TV. And so I think anyone who works in the industry sometimes feels like watching things that are really enjoyable and relaxing to other people are actually their own work. And so there's a lot that comes with watching unscripted reality TV where you don't have to be jealous of someone who got a job over you. You don't have to think about what would have happened if you had been writing that show. Like, And it's so, you can turn your brain off and relax in such a great way. But also, a big part of our podcast is that We really think that some of the most um, fully realized female characters are in reality TV because we're following people who are not traditional leading ladies and we're following people who come from all different backgrounds and are not being written as like, oh, you're you're looking down on women because they're doing something bad or they're doing something, you know, unsavory or illegal a lot of the time. <laughs> um, and so we just think that's a really interesting place to start uh, as far as a viewer is concerned. What Did I miss anything, Taylor? No, that's really, I mean, yeah, that's a big part of it is it is, it's like very, very real entertainment to us. And a part of why we started the pod too is it's often like a guilty pleasure, something to be sort of embarrassed by and ashamed of especially yeah if you are on set for some like scripted show and we really relish being like no this should be celebrated we're in the golden age of tv and we're in the golden age of reality tv like there's some insane really cool really inventive things
things happening in the unscripted world and to kind of poo-poo that is all silly isn't isn't really being honest with ourselves so yeah we love that I I love that you also said speaking about Lisa Vanderpump with the same reverence that TV critics use for Don Draper felt so wrong yet so right I mean that is just perfect to us it's that's what we talk about on this show in a different capacity but it's the same idea and you also said Judice's table flip is as iconic as the Sopranos beatdown yes yes it is and I really believe that things that are marketed to women are just automatically sort of discounted as like frivolous or silly and I think that's changed a lot since I was a kid especially but like I mean we've talked about this a little bit not to bring up Britney Spears but this whole like reckoning of how we treat uh, female stars a lot of that is what we talk about on our pod as well and I just refuse to believe that this is silly and I've met so many very smart male comedy writers who are just as into Vanderpump Rules as I am so absolutely (laughs) oh well well thank you for segueing me right into I mean this is a lot of what I need to talk about because (laughs) I know you guys keep your show current and you are like talking about what whatever's really going on but I need to deep dive with Vanderpump Rules fans. Please, so, please. So, Alyssa, in your bio, oh, and by the way, in your bio, you wittily stated that your most important accomplishment is organically getting in the background of Vanderpump Rules scene between Lisa and Jax. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know, did it air? Yeah, I have a uh, screenshot of it. That's um, amazing. I am in a white turtleneck sitting in a booth at Sir, <laughs> like while they're at the bar, and I'm like obviously texting all my friends that I'm on Vanderpump Rules right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Because I did that. I got between Jax and Brittany, but it never signed my release. Oh. Lala was my hostess. It was, oh. uh, Sheena was there. It was a, it was a blessed day, but wow. it was cut. Never made it. But That's how do you all, close. both of you, how did you do that? You, you just, you, you just go and you, you just go you drive and by, hope, you wait till there's a huge sign out front that says we're filming and then you go and inside. And then you just make, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. So Vanderpump Rules is the show I've watched from the beginning. I've watched every season and it is one of the few reality shows where I'm invested in their lives off screen off screen's not really right because they're still on instagram or whatever they're on so they're still putting up a persona but it's their not filming persona i don't know i'm i'm into it and they've just recently started filming the next season Mm -hmm. what do you think it's going to be like without stassi without Kristen, without Jax and britney do you think there's going to be a void or you think they're going to someone's going to swoop in and take up over their spots it's interesting we're gonna have so many babies all the characters have had babies like in between seasons I'm a little sad we didn't get to see their pregnancies I kind of feel like this show is coming to an end to be honest with you it seems like the core of the show has changed so much and the main cast members that caused the drama that we were watching are no longer there. So it'll be interesting to see what tricks they have up their sleeves. Now, these people are very messy, and they make really (laughs) bad decisions all the time, which is why we watch the show. So, you know, it's possible something comes out of the woodwork that we don't know about, but from what I've seen so far, it just seems like a very joyous season where everyone's in a good place, and I don't know that that's what Vanderpump Rules is, you know? Yeah, it's not going to make great TV. And 
Lala and Sheena both having babies. I mean... Both having babies and Brittany had a baby. And Lala has been pretty vocal about not being in a good place with Sheena all year. Uh, So that is like something drama-wise to look forward to, but is also very much, you know, a more powerful figure in the franchise who is very capable of just icing out that quote-unquote character that is Sheena. I also think it has a little bit of like a Grey's Anatomy syndrome where they (laughs) kind of tried to usher in like the next class of like resident doctors and because other people were quote-unquote dying off and it just like you care a little bit less and it's not that it's not great it's not it's not the same world but the 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 magic that came with that first initial cast I, I doubt that they're going to be able to to really capture that again but they do have an added benefit of this curiosity of not having seen them for this whole year, this major shakeup of changing the cast, getting rid of obviously huge important people. So I think that there's going to be a lot of tuning in for curiosity. But if they do give us a sort of sanitized, everything is happy and we all have babies, we're going to be bored. Yeah, out. bored. And yeah, just to be clear, the people who were fired were fired because they were being racist. So oh, yeah. we're not yeah. condoning yes. that or sweeping no. that <laughs> under the rug. Yeah. Uh, so they should have been fired. But I think Taylor and I kind of felt at the time like the show's done. It's come yeah. to a natural end. Um, I just wanted to clarify I'm surprised. That. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And I am surprised that it kept going. I saw over the COVID year that they were like, oh, filming's coming back soon. Filming's coming back soon. And I'm like, come on. That's what you say when you're like, we're going to get back together this time. No, you're not. It's over. Also, do you think they got together and planned? The baby's names are Hartford Summer Ocean Cruise. <laughs> I mean, that's like... <laughs> Is it copyright infringement from Princess Cruise Lines? Like, what is going on? Summer Ocean Cruise is so funny. I've never heard them lined up in that way. And it (laughs) sounds like they're starting, like, a cruise ship line or something. Which I feel like Jax would actually be very good at. Like, maybe that's the one thing he does well is The cruise cruise director? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those are multiple babies' names put together? Yeah, it's four babies. It's it's Four babies. Yes. Each baby has, like, 12 names. But I'm picking their first names. Hartford Summer Ocean Cruise. It's like... Like, what did you do last summer? Oh, it's on the Hartford Ocean summer cruise. Right? Yeah, it sounds oh like a cruise God. from like Connecticut or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. exactly. <laughs> well, you did actually get me to watch the first season of Vanderpump Rules, Corinne. Season or episode? Because con- no, each season's like whole- 40 season, it's 40 episodes long. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the whole one. Not the whole one. But you made a great case for why you loved Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. But like to your point, Alyssa, the core group is has been dismantled for the right reasons. And the bigger problem is they introduced a bunch of characters that I was kind of into. Our girl Dana. Let me help you out. We're actually friends with her. So, you know, back to her brag. (laughs) Love Dana. She was amazing. She was a highlight. Yeah. She came in guns blazing on the first her first season she was a star but then a few of them are are gone now and I, I can't start over and I know James proposed to try to get a good episode out of it but I don't know I'm not that yeah I'm not that impressed yeah, yeah I'm I, very um, sus about that yeah <laughs> I feel like James is volatile and he'll always you know service the show in that way but it's again it's like they're all in a good place I mean this show the core of this show is a huge reveal about cheating and I don't want to ruin it for people but like you watch these people who lie to your face for two full seasons and then it comes to a head in the second season finale with like the best turn I've ever Major. seen <laughs> major betrayal yeah for real you could not write that turn no 
And the sh- the actual episode where there's like a giant fight is so cinematic. It's like a Scorsese movie. Yeah. There's a point where like Jax ha- is bleeding out of his head, yes. and he looks straight into the camera, and he takes a white tablecloth or yeah, a white tablecloth at Sir, and he wipes the blood off of his head while looking into the camera. And I'm like, this is better than American Psycho. Like, yes. I don't know what to tell you. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'm not even sure which twist you're talking about. The pregnancy, the, yeah. the hooking up, the all, I mean, all of it is is plenty to talk about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have to move to a topic I can discuss, okay. which is with Taylor, because I saw in your bio that you refer to yourself as a bookworm. Yes. And then you wonder if people still use that term, and I think it's totally fine. Yes. I love it. Um, <laughs> So that is, I'm a self-described bookworm, always have been. So what have you read lately that you're into or do you have any like all-time favorites? Yeah, so I actually, I just finished Writers and Lovers by Lily King. Lily King, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's Writers and Lovers, right? It's not Lovers and Writers. No, it's Writers. I'm a bookworm, but I'm also dyslexic. Um, Right, well, titles are (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I uh, love that. I immediately bought Euphoria also by her, and I started reading that. I am reading The Assistant. I'm reading this one I just started, and it's very good, and it's also slightly newer. Um, My Dark Vanessa by Kate Uh Elizabeth Russell. Mm -hmm. That one is also like... A little bit slower. I'm starting to get it, or I'm taking it slower because it's a little darker. Literally, it's in the title. But I read a couple of things all at once, and I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I will sometimes find myself like mixing things up in my mind. Um, But those are the ones lately that have been really exciting to me. I also just read something for a book club. I have it right here. Oh, but you're still so young. And it's about Mm. how it's like more of a sort of uh, chronicles several people from different demographic backgrounds who are in their 30s and it's all about people who are in their 30s right now kind of like redefining what that decade means in our life and it was interesting so those are those are kind of what I'm what I'm reading now I was scrolling through your guys's episodes and I was like plucking different titles of things that I'm like adding to my to my list checking it out yeah Yeah. oh excellent anytime we have to read anything for the pod it's like I always tell Taylor that I read so slow and she reads so fast and so I'm like just tell me what I didn't get to please (laughs) it's fine give me the crib notes (laughs) yeah Exactly. Well, the exactly. speed at which you read makes a big difference. It's not as enjoyable if you're going slow and you're like, this feels like it's an experience that's going on too long. Yeah. It's too yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. And then if you, yeah, you don't feel, it's like nice to feel accomplished when you've got like a big chunk of the book. I'm also, I don't know what your guys' policy is. I'm like a paperback bound book person. Like I have not yeah. been able to be converted to a Kindle or an iPad. And I, again, very like old school bookwormy of me, but I need to like see how much is left and how much I've gotten. And if there is something that is harder for me to get through, it, then it is ultimately going to be a lot harder for me to finish because you don't have that sense of accomplishment each time you like, Absolutely. sit down right. and read it. Well, one of the good things if you scroll through and you, you're wondering about a book, if, if it's an author we've interviewed, they're spoiler free. So you could always listen, oh, yeah. our episodes, you know, yeah. when people mm-hmm. are like, I'm not sure about that book. I'm like, the author was great. Listen to our episode. You're going to want to read the book when it's over. So yeah. that's always a, a good way to figure it out if you want to read it. But Kate, you do the electronic books just. oh I do all things I love yeah. <laughs> paper, real paper books but I also do Kindle and I also do Audible lately oh, right. which I mm. never thought I could deal with but 
I can, again, kind of to your point, Alyssa, there's so many we have to get through and I go for walks. I can listen in the car. I was at my son's soccer game the other day. I got two hours worth of listening. That would be time I would never, if I sit there with the book out, it looks like I'm not watching. But when it's, <laughs> yeah, because you're when not. It's in my, because I'm not. But when it's in my ears, no one knows no what. One and knows. I just put this curly hair like this and I, che- I clap. I clap when I need to clap. But yeah, then I can get through books faster that way too. Kind of depends on the book. I'd still, that that medium, the Audible, is the hardest for It's me hard though. because yeah. I when I've tried to do audiobooks, even just on a road trip where I'm not even very, you know, super know. distracted, it's harder for me to really picture the Focus. world. It's like, I love listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love listening to two people talk, three people talk. But right. they'll get through uh, two seconds of not listening. And I'm like, where are they? Right. What I know. I lost like? it. Did yes. I miss something? And then you don't know. Know. It really, yeah. really makes you focus. I know it's very I'm true. Just a, I'm just a hard like I need the paper book. I just can't do mm-hmm. it otherwise. I'm, I'm with you on but that. But then one. you run into the problem. I try to give them away. Like I really try. If I find yeah. even there's one thing a friend likes about it, I'll be like, you should read this because yeah. it takes place in Michigan. I don't know. Here you go. And you just like <laughs> give it to people. But then yeah. there's some that I get attached to. I want to have. And then every time my boyfriend and I have moved, we always have like a great debate about what books to keep. And he's like very attached to his michael crichton like paperback oh, series and i'm okay. like bro yeah. you're never going to read <laughs> yes. these again why Ooh. do we have to keep them can i bring up a juicy topic how do you guys feel about a rare book set that was given as a gift by an ex keep or go i mean it's only gonna go because of the ex no you guys i was just gonna it. say is it because of the ex i keep lots of things from exes don't right, get me started right. on that corinne knows that oh yeah no, I don't. Yeah. And a rare, but, I, but rare books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Are you on my know. boyfriend's side? I see. I don't know. Oh shit! No. So he has this set of Harry Potter books that are like the UK edition, and they're from a previous relationship. And for a long, I've stared at that box for a long time. Like, can we lose it? Where can we put it? But I do like Harry Potter, so I understand why they're special. Yeah. And the UK editions. Let me tell you, he doesn't think about her at all. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a cool set of fucking books sure, like sure. that's yeah. that is completely these separate. aren't the love letters or no. photographs like yeah. should i keep yeah yes. yeah <laughs> books are yeah books are totally fine totally fine i had that yeah. debate He's thinking with about hermione yeah i had that same exact debate with a plant my boyfriend i was moving in with him and when we were living apart in our own apartments he had this like pretty pretty loud plant and uh both the plant and then the actual like vase it was in big personality of a plant and i remember being like oh my god what is this and then he was like my ex-girlfriend gave that to me and i was like oh don't like it anymore and then we started to move in together and i was like crossing my fingers like better not see that plant on that moving truck better not see that friggin' plant and lo and behold we move in together and i don't see the plant and i'm like oh my god how nice that he just like didn't want that juju in our new space no 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 two days later he goes found some extra stuff in my car and oh like yeah the moving company the won't in. bring the plant yeah <laughs> he had to do it and on his own truly i remember asking a girlfriend for advice i was like it feels really petty and also the plant is a living thing like it feels yeah. i'm not gonna tell him to throw out a life because i'm a petty person it'll grow somewhere else yes <laughs> you can give it to someone give it so, to someone luckily she told me to like see if i could live with it and was like why don't you just like see and if it's bothering you in a month two months then bring it up and be like hey i just like don't love x energy in the house yada yada and i was like you're totally right and two minutes later i was like hey tony can we talk about something and we got rid of the plant <laughs> i didn't last 
Wow. I, I didn't last 30 seconds. I just like couldn't. So I am a huge Harry Potter head. I'm really torn on this issue, Alyssa. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. But also, right, sell it. If it, Here's the thing. If it's a problem for you, it's a problem. I don't need to, you don't need to take a vote. Look, I've thrown out a lot of stuff and I've also yeah. put up a lot of boundaries when it yeah. comes to exes. And so I feel like it's okay that it keeps this one thing. Also, we've been together for like more than six years at this point. So it's fine. I was just wondering right. about the principle okay. of it all. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. honestly, but let me just tell you this off the bat. I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. So I'm like. You want your ex-girlfriend to move in? That's fine. Oh, no. Like, I, I, no, but I'm just like, whatever. You're with me. That doesn't matter. It's because Corinne believes they're just like, you're with me. You can't possibly. Right. I, no one is as good as me. Like, no you can't. No trust so, issues happening. You That's could Google good. her. You could do whatever. I don't care. Listen, you, I have issues. They're just not. That's not. That. not okay. The, what, the things you've left behind don't bother me. <laughs> like, wow. that I love not... that energy. I love yeah. that. I need that in a bottle. I... That is. But she also doesn't Google her own exes or look anybody up or I'm save so... any shit. It's so no. she practices what she, pre- you know what I mean? Like yeah. she yeah. doesn't do that either. It does. I it know. Goes... Look at, thank you. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm very simple, people. I'm like, look, this <laughs> oh, is what's no, here. You must it's have like... like so much energy like to spend <laughs> on positive things. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's more like that, you know, the Julia Michaels song, All Your Exes? And she's oh, like, you gotta I, I to wish that all song. your exes were dead. And she, he says, um, don't worry, you're the only thing I look at. And she's like, I fucking better be. That's how I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you're looking at those Harry Potter books and thinking of your ex, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, sorry. If Agreed. you're here, you're good. That's true. That's yeah. true. You would there make great go. material for a brand new reality show to bring it back to reality, as I always do. Yes. That they're launching on TLC, the Learning Channel, lest we forget. That is called You, Me, and Your Ex, and it's about people who live with their significant other and their significant other's ex. Can you that's, believe it? That's amazing. I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. I'm canceling. Wait, this is a reality <laughs> show I would watch, people. Now you're speaking to me. Okay, yeah. when does that is air? This the issue. It's on, so I watch a lot of TLC and I am and I feel like I'm, matter of fact, only skimming the surface. That channel, that network, I don't know how the creators and the people who run it sleep at night because they make the most oh, insane God. like borderline unethical <laughs> shows. Like uh, constantly around the clock, and every time you're watching one, every time you're like, "All right, I've sunk to a lowest point where I'm watching this show." They advertise something insane like that: living with your ex, um, dating the same person that your sister is dating, oh, um, no. being too close to your mom. That one's called smothered. Uh, like <laughs> absolutely, and they and they put they pump. They know they're drug dealers. They like right. pump the advertisements at you, and they're like, "Oh, you like watching this crazy show, Ninety Day Fiance." I bet you would like Twisted Sisters and Smothered and Living with Your Ex and all of these crazy things. I would love to see that like a production table. They're like, no, I have a better one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to one up you. I want to know so much about the casting. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just too much. How do you find wow. those people? I know. I know. I know. I, uh, I wanted to ask you guys, I had listened to your uh, Benefer sidebar. Yes. And the whole time I was like wanting to like dive in. And we haven't even yeah. talked about this on table flipping yet. Because as you guys said, it's just it's just celebrity news. But it feels so much more important than that. It's like not relevant to our podcast theme or anybody's right. podcast theme. But it's like yeah. somebody's got to talk about this Benefer 2.0. Yeah. 
2.0. And I love the idea that it's inspiring in terms of like just hope for people to make reconne- reconnecting with people and to have as huge of a breakup as she's had from A-Rod and to mm. have you know, hope of love. But at the same time, I wanted to say to play devil's advocate, there is something a little scary about like, Oh girl, you could just go back to like your first toxic ex. Right. Like that's (laughs) always there for you, girl. And it's like, yeah. "Ah!" And it's tough to say that you want out of JLo a like single woman, fierce, empowering moment because she already embodies all of that in and of herself. Like she doesn't need, she already symbolizes that in such a big way that she kind of can do whatever she wants in her dating life and she's still going to inspire me to be a fierce woman. But as much as I romanticize the Benefer thing, I still am like, oh, I don't... You're just going back to the first guy with this insane tattoo on his back and a chain-smoking problem. I wonder (laughs) if she... And a drinking problem. Yeah. Yes. I wonder yeah. if she really thinks that this is a relationship or if she's just sort of like rebounding from A-Rod. That's what I think. I think their first relationships were rebounds. He had been with Gwyneth Paltrow. She had been with... Um, who Chris, was she? she was married to Chris Judd when they oh, met. Right. She was yeah. getting a divorce from Chris right. Judd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were rebounds the first time. I think the second time. I was just saying to Kate this morning when he started wearing the watch that she gave him in 2002 I'm like these guys are just playing a role now this this is not this is not real it's this is great just PR yeah but and at I, the I'm same just... time for for what like for they what? both yeah. like work they both like are very I don't get why they're doing unless right. I do sort of see if they both were just like texting or they're both still friends and then they just were kind of like you know it would be really crazy like this would be so nuts and then they just agreed to hang out to just f with our minds send some tails wagging right yeah some tongues i don't think this is like a planned kind of conspiracy i i I think it might be what you're saying though just the rebound i think they have insane chemistry i think there really is a connection with them the thing about chayla though i don't i think she is like we said so hopeful and loves love love love. and believes in this shit and i don't (laughs) know that it's just i know i i don't know if it's just her you know thinking oh this would be she like you said doesn't need the publicity he might need it it might help him it's already people are joking making him 10 times hotter and like yes you know that he a rod as supposedly cheated on j-lo at least with aggressive flirtation if not sexting with With madison from from southern Southern charm Charm. yeah so we talked about it a lot on our pod because it did it's like at least their breakup the the j-rod breakup on our pod because of this like insane southern charm and i remember making fun of i was teasing Alyssa because during the reunion andy cohen was like we heard rumors that you have been FaceTiming a former baseball player. And Alyssa was like, everybody's saying it's A-Rod. I think it's A-Rod. And I was like, I don't know. I think uh, A-Rod might be one of the only baseball players Bravo fans know. Like, I think that just <laughs> might be the only name, like, in the ether right. that they, like, think of. And then yeah. I ate my hat, if yeah. that's the phrase. Craig, and- Craig called it out, too. He was like, I was sitting next to you at the bar. 
I yeah. saw a rod. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. Something you wouldn't forget if you're sitting next to someone who just starts FaceTiming a rod. You'd be like, uh, "I'm sorry." And does Craig what? forget anything? He has a catalog. Mm. Mm. So, are you? Do you also watch all of Southern Charm? Of course. Uh, yes. Wow. I'm a new convert. I, Alyssa like really got me on board, and it is. Oh yeah. It's a really it's second to Vanderpump Rules. It's like Vanderpump Rules light. Yeah, it feels like uh, like Vanderpump like Rules and Vanderpump Summer House dark, having a baby. Actually. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yes, but that's yes. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's like uh, if your you know principles didn't allow you to get an abortion, that's what Southern Charm is. It's, it's like Vanderpump Rules, but that essentially. So, right, right. Uh, oh there's God, quite a yes. bit of like random pregnancies as like the tag of the season, and you're oh, like, wow, geez. literally anyone use birth control? It's so Please. crazy. Please. Well, talk about rich, yes. complicated, rich in both ways, but rich, complicated female characters. That's like sometimes oh we gosh. don't know what to. We love them sometimes, and we feel really complicated about them at other times. And they're just like being themselves, and they're coming from really a very different world than what Alyssa and I live yes. in for sure. And it's, oh, from LA, yeah, yeah, very different yeah. from LA in every way. And these yeah. again are women who are they've got a lot of flaws, and then there's other moments where we're like, yes, girl, I love this, yeah. and I love this dress, and. Other moments you're like that is is racist i really can't support that. Yes. <laughs> you are the descendant of slave owners yeah. and now yes. i'm judging myself for watching Sorry. this show exactly. so yeah. uh, i have to take a they break brought, <laughs> they brought leva on this year and she was like a fucking buddha she was like, I have all the wisdom in the world. <laughs> and she wasn't even holding herself out to be high and muddy. She's like, no, <laughs> we don't accept plantation owners. Like, yeah. that's not okay. Like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. That, yeah. that show's crazy. She was a great addition. I loved her energy. The other crazy but... thing about Southern Charm is the cast age range goes from like 21 to like 54. Five, like yeah. There's literally uh, a love, a love connection between the the 21 year old and a guy who was a state treasurer and got arrested for selling cocaine and served time. Yes, felony, not just like a little <laughs> bit. This is like, I'm like not. Oh, Kate is like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, they had a baby. <laughs> Two babies. So they had a baby, yeah. Okay. And they're also both descendants of slave owners. Yes. So anyway, that's the pitch. But wait, um, and, now she's, like <laughs> and now she's dating a family that was the Ravenels, Caleb Ravenels. They were slaves of Thomas Ravenel yes. and had the same yes. name. And yes. like, what the And hell? it is in such recent history that they, this is all like relevant and like, information that's available to them that was something that yes. blew my mind too they, i was like what other show talks so much about your ancestors and i'm thinking yes. ancestors like in this huge really vague term and then i'm yes. like oh my god this is in such recent history that it's like it's so important to remember that and that they're yeah. talking about how their exes ancestors or eh, it's yeah. too much it's yeah it's, it's a lot, a lot. Are you looking forward for to Winter House though? Winter Charm, whatever yeah, that. Yeah, Winter summer. House is Summer House and yes. Southern Charm characters combined in a house in the winter. I'm sure, kind of why not? Let's do it. <laughs> sure, it's Get, good material for you. Yeah. I mean, again, they they're drug dealers. They know what we need. Yeah. They're just constantly giving you something. The second one show ends, they've got the next one teed up. And once with these shows had a big enough audience, it's like, can we smoosh them together? There's no rules. Let's see what yeah. happens. I it's, love it. It's wild. Love it. Okay, we wanted to combine some of what we do talking about fictional uh, characters and kind of pit them against some of our favorite reality characters. Ooh. 
So we have a couple questions here. If you don't know... A speed round. Yeah. Speed if you don't know the character we're talking about, you just choose your Bravo liberty okay. usually to, to win. But okay, the more functional over drinker, Cassie from The Flight Attendant. Did you guys mm. watch? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or... I don't know any of Roni, Ramona, Sonia, <laughs> like who, and we're choosing we're choosing who wins in a yes. Who is the more functional? Who is the more functional? Oh yeah. gosh, Cassie. You know what? Or I gotta say Cassie any, because yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> from Roni could clean up any sort of. Uh, dead body in any situation. Yeah, Yeah. like... This is what I was going to say. I don't even know the other ones and I'm thinking, but she did... She was solving a murder and cleaning up a crime while being wasted all the time. She has to win. And kept her job. Yes. (laughs) And helped the FBI. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Cassie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a good one, though. I like that. So, who is the better boss? Bethany or Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada? Oh, Miranda Priestley. Bethany wishes she was Miranda. (laughs) That was was my thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. My instinct was to say Bethany, but it's just because I fantasize about her being my boss more than I would win. But yeah. But yeah. But that makes sense. She's the best. Better boss. Okay, I can see better boss. Right. In or out on the big? Is it the big shot? The shot with Bethany? Whatever it is. We still have to watch that. I keep forgetting that the mm-hmm. episodes have been released, which is probably not a good sign for the show. It's not. Yeah. Have you watched any of them? No. No, not yet. I watched one or two. It's a lot, and not in a good way. Because <laughs> Bethany's a lot, and I like a lot, but it's not in a good way. Uh. Yikes. All right. Best fake it until you make it, boss woman. Now, I admit I haven't seen this movie, but everyone knows Tess from Working Girl. Oh, that's my favorite it. movie. No, I have oh my God. I was going to say, how have you not seen that? <gasps> it's Sorry. such a good movie. Okay. okay. Fake now it till you never watch told it. me this. Now, okay. Sorry. Fake it till you make it, boss woman. Tess from Working Girl or Kristen Cavallari, who's now <gasps> like... <laughs> CEO of number of brands. Okay, this is the best hypothetical question. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to go with Tess because I, I truly want to like name my daughter, my future daughter Tess, after that character. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that Kristen Cavallari is like kind of a, a shit stirrer, and like I, the yes. way that she like talks like this, like I can like never. I don't love like yeah. a monotone mm-hmm. energy. Like if you, but she, I like her. I like the brands that she's making, and I think she's uber successful. So it's a very good head to head, but I'm going to yes. go with Tess. I think Tess has more heart and a better voice. Yes. I'm I was gonna... just going to say, she's got the heart and the grit and she had shoulder pads. Forget shoulder it. Pads. Yes. And also, don't get me started on Sigourney Weaver in that film when she's like, I <gasps> no. am after all me. Like she is also <laughs> such a really intense energy that I like always try to embrace. I love, I love that movie. Oh my God. Oh, oh that's it. so good. Every time I wear sneakers with my work clothes, it's so embarrassing. Like to walk around New York you City, I'm of... like, I call myself Tess. That's I'm the like, only thing I know here of, I am. of the movie. Here I am. But by the way, just side note, if you're talking about Sigourney Weaver and intense boss oh, vibes, yeah. mm. My Salinger Year just oh. came out. Check it out. It's okay. more Sigourney. Based on a book that, that we yes, interviewed the author to. Yeah, I was like, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Exciting. Okay. Who, next speed round question, sorry. Who has more of a chance at forever? Normal people's Marianne and Connell. Did you? Or Summer House's Kyle and Amanda. Did you watch or read Normal People? <laughs> like oh this is a hard one 
If you haven't watched it, Alyssa, if you, I know your book, it might take too long. You you should watch the Hulu version. It is addictive. If, if binge worthy to the extreme, but anyway, I, I'm going to pick Amanda and, oh my God, how did I just forget his name while I was answering? Kyle. Uh, It's because I hate him. Um, I don't even want to say his name. I think they, in this past season especially, they seemed so functional and very much, and it seems like she, with problematic couples, it's often like, oh, I wish she could just see what he's like. And I think, from what I could tell, she knows what what Kyle is and has signed Mm -hmm. up for. And that understanding makes me think that they're going to work and their fake wedding on this season seemed sweet. I think Normal People is really, really interesting. As a book, I preferred Conversations with Friends. Oh, we haven't read it yet. I highly recommend. I like hounded my agents because I wanted to be in that show. And of course they were like, no, huge Irish stars are going to be in it, Taylor. Like, who do you think you are? And I was like, I just love the book. Uh, But Conversations (laughs) with Friends by Sally Rooney is also really good. Yeah. She's got another one coming out this fall too. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I mean, I I, I mean, I don't know Kyle and Amanda, but like I, I totally vote for forever with Marianne and Connell. I and talk about them seeing each other. I, I love it. But they have their issues. They do. Little communication they issues. Do. Here but and there, if Kyle you know. and Amanda can pull it out this year. Yeah. Um, okay. Better actual server turned superstar. Did you guys read Sweet Bitter or see the show? <gasps> yes. Tess from Sweet Bitter. Another test for you. You mm-hmm. are definitely that, naming your daughter Tess. I'm telling it's over. you, yeah. Or Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules. Mm, I haven't seen Sweet Bitter, but I would say Sweet Bitter. <laughs> Sweet <Yes>. Bitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not Katie. Oh, my God. I, I think that's true. The problem was I couldn't name a lot of servers there were not actually servers on Vanderpump Rules well actually <laughs> Most and of them I just were just hired. It. yeah exactly I just mentioned it uh Writers and Lovers is another good server turned artist oh, okay. or like kind of yeah. a blossoming artist story I as a as a forever server in my heart and a former server always love a story like that and I love Sweet Bitter did you read um oh my god I'm gonna have to send it to you uh I am totally blanking another really good one i'll send it to you um, is it by it's just another waiter book yes okay. please do yes. yeah i'm, I'm all yes. about them i love it so much it's a little darker than sweet bitter it's it's really good though it's really good okay so next is better table flipper Teresa from jersey housewives or reese witherspoon in little fires everywhere did you see little fires everywhere she was intense she wrecked shit let me tell you, but she did. it has to go to the iconic. Well, yeah, we Lisa, can't say right? yeah. we can't say blasphemy. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. yes. Okay. So it's, we it's your Tony Soprano moment. Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we got it. We yes. got it. That. I mean, that table flip is pretty it's crazy. Iconic. I. It I would really like to see is. it side by side, uh, but something tells me that I. I'm still always going to pick a woman screaming "Engaged" 19 <laughs> times. You prostitution <laughs> yeah. whore. Like. <laughs> You can't beat that. You can't beat that. You cannot. Especially oh since God. it was so early. It was, it really is. It I've is even seen that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. That's how iconic it is. So that's, it's definitely Teresa for the win. Um, and Corinne's got All right, one our more. very last one. More religiously outrageous. Fleabag trying to get a priest to leave the church. Or Leah converting to Judaism <laughs> and FaceTiming her dad on Yom Kippur. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are pretty close. 
I haven't seen this other one, but I think FaceTiming on Yom Kippur is really bad. And I know you're going to tell me that So is trying to get a man to lead the priesthood, but Corinne knows that I feel as if... I feel as if the feelings were mutual and he's a grown man and he he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So I've said that all along. It wasn't unrequited, you know? Like she wasn't like... Yes, I agree with you. I was going to say Leah as well. And FaceTiming on Yom Kippur, very bad. Especially if you're converting to Orthodox Judaism. Right. So bad. Which she is. I, yes. So, you know, I feel like we may never hear about that again on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why they put it right up at the front. They were like, let's get this out there because it's going to go away. They're like, we did this one weird thing and then we got over it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and then we'll do a lot of other weird things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that was awesome. I love that speed round. Um, yeah, those we have were one great. last thing. And I, Alyssa, I know you have to go. So we have one thing that we can't leave yes, without talking to you about. Yeah. We can't. So the thing that sort of doesn't go on our show, but we do on all our episodes with authors, it's our way of sort of getting outside of our control freak lawyer brains. We're both lawyers. Uh, we're very type A. And the one way we sort of connect to our woo-woo side is through astrology. We're both really into astrology. So oh, you guys are in California. You have yeah, to be and, astrology. And also you had a crystal healer. says yes. she went to a crystal healer. Her crystal mom took her there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I've seen all those people and things too so we always ask our authors you know what's your sign and do you relate to it taylor we already know yours because you have it on wikipedia or it's online (laughs) usually we have to stalk people's instagram a little more so we know you're an aquarius so we'll start with you do you relate relate i am an aquarius and i relate to it so very much uh in a lot of ways and a, a lot of it I've found has to do with like the way I have to I'll like emote in front of my friends who will feel like I don't care about something or I might be like colder about something but I and I don't express emotions in the same way which might seem silly because I'm a very I think most people also identify me as like an emotional person but it kind of takes a lot to get me worked up or upset and in general caring about I don't know art, arts and freedom and and things like that but I do get I have gotten in I've gotten in arguments and trouble with especially my female friendships people being like you don't care you're so unfeeling and I'm like I care but I'm not the one I'm crying. just an Aquarius I'm just an Aquarius <laughs> yeah. yes back off that's- and Alyssa, your Instagram was private, so we did right. not <laughs> we did not stalk you <laughs> to find out um, yours. Yes, I'm a Gemini. Uh, oh, my birthday yay. is oh. June seventh, so it's coming up. Oh, soon. it's coming up. Um, I identify. Yeah, so Gemini's are very talkative. Like their communication is their whole big thing. That crystal healer would be like, "Oh, your communication chakra is like perfectly round." You know, things like that. <laughs> I love it. Yes, totally. Um, <laughs> I I guess like I'm supposed to be sort of two-faced because there's twins I don't think that I'm necessarily two-faced like where where I'll be fake to you I do feel like I have an on-off switch so like if you do something that messes with me I'm you're dead I'm done with you you know and what else I don't know people seem to think Gemini's are but the two-faced is really like there's a duality in you like that a lot of Gemini's just have two different sides to them and they're they two different sort of faces not like two-faced like 
You know what I mean? I'm yeah, so, they're good at too um, at uh, code switching, right? Like yes, there's that sort of like exactly. being able to talk to different people in different situations and like really read very the room. social. I will also say mm-hmm. I my uh, big all my great loves in my life, uh, both boyfriends and best friends, are Gemini's and oh. Gemini Aquarius <gasps> is very which includes oh. Alyssa. So it's like once I like June is a very heavy month for me. I'm always like, oh yeah. my god! I know we're trying <laughs> literally <laughs> we're trying to plan something to do for my birthday. And we landed on going to Disneyland together, so I'm very excited about Yay. that. Yay! Oh, but God. it was like every weekend before and after was like multiple birthdays. But that's kind of how June is. I feel like I don't know. Nine months before must be very romantic for people, right? Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's funny that you think that because I find that too of between friends or people I'm attracted to or exes. I have a thing for Aries. Yes. And Corinne is an Aries. I'm a Leo. I'm sorry. So we're both fire signs. But yeah. And so when when I, it's so weird when I meet someone and they like, I somehow comes out that they're an Aries. I'm like, oh, I love Aries. You're and like, they're that like, that makes so much okay. sense. Like, yes. like, you just met me. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I just decided and I like them. Kate aside, I, my husband is a Gemini and my best friend's an Aquarius. They, I go I like air they they mm. stoke my fire so I will also get say along. my my boyfriend is like such an astrology hater it's like yeah. the, oh, the worst part of his personality but what's funny is I had explained to him I always joke like classic Gemini like of course and I've at several times at parties and with people I've mentioned this Gemini trend in my life and that I take it very seriously that like every guy that I've been in love with and all of my best female friends are Gemini's and yada yada and he was like, it's not, you know, evidence of anything. And I was like, well, talk to me about your ex-girlfriends. What were they? And he's like, yeah. they were oh. all Aquarius. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> were they? What a weird coincidence. Look at the data, you yes. hater. Like, don't come to me yeah. with that evidence, buddy. Like, I can't even stand it. So yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of haters. A lot of haters. Yeah. Especially my son, who's a Gemini, oh. is a hater. Oh. He's eleven. No, he's eleven, and he told me, um, "If you post about my birthday and write, he's such a Gemini, I am gonna kill you." Um, he mocks me when I say it. I can't. I have trouble. Well, by the way, my husband uh, saw I, him post. Yeah. Saw her post that, and he was like yeah. offended on behalf of her son <laughs> of as Gemini. the Gemini. Yeah. He's like, "That is so mm-hmm. rude. You cannot do that." See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What but he's eleven, saying? so I can still do it. That, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't understand the rules of motherhood. That's very. That's. I, I would be like, I "Well, know. you're eleven, so no free will." Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. So, and he doesn't have Instagram or Facebook, so he couldn't prove that. And I guess I did what? It, you're so. not allowed. So there yes. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tauruses are most likely to not believe in astrology, but Geminis are most likely to hate it. Mm. Oh, well, this explains like, a lot. No, that this really does. Explains a lot. I don't yeah, I knew you guys it. were into it, especially when I was listening. You were like, all right, listen, Jennifer Lopez is a Leo. All of yeah. her exes oh, yeah. Leos. And I was like, oh my God, okay, that makes so much sense. And I was like, That's yes, they're saying. also I think so into two. astrology. <laughs> Yeah, but also Leos are hard. They're very spotlight driven. They need the spotlight. They need someone that can support them in the spotlight. Don't have two people in the spotlight. Leo, Leo? That's too Leo rising? Is that the other? I'm an Aquarius because I was born in February, but my chart said I was a Leo 
whatever the other thing is. Rising. Rising. Yes. Yeah, rising. That's yeah. how you sort of present in the it world. Could be moon, like, yeah. Too. yeah. But some people say to read, like when you read your horoscope, to read both your sun sign and your rising sign. Because mm-hmm. you might, that's what the other thing we always say when people are like, I don't relate. I'm like, well, that's because, you know, you need we to just know have more. Like, what <laughs> yeah. We your need chart to know your has rising a lot sign. Of things we need in it. Yeah. For Corinne sure. could read your chart too. Oh, she wow. actually could. It's a slight side interest. That's <laughs> slight. Slight. That her- <laughs> but the thing is, it's not a good party trick because it's not like I can, I need to read your chart. Like, <laughs> take some right. time. Alyssa, what, what's your boyfriend? He's a Scorpio. Um, oh, I've dated oh. Scorpios in the past. I don't like them, but he does not <laughs> act like that. Such a so, Gemini thing to say, yeah. by the way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's not as... I feel like a lot of Scorpios have a temper and he doesn't. Except for when yeah, it comes to sports yeah. with the Sixers. Yes. Well, that, right. It's all channeled towards that. So maybe that's really healthy. Yeah, well, and and it can be. The the It's the same with Two-Faced. Two-Faced is the bad way to say, just like a temper is a bad way to say, but the good thing is passionate. Mm-hmm. He's passionate, right. probably. Right? Like, and then go. for Geminis, it's the duality. And just like that you can hold two opposing ideas at one time. You know, like, mm-hmm. I love this show and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> what a beautiful way to tie it back. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Well, this was awesome, guys. Very. Thank you so much for coming on. Very fun. Thank yes. you so much for having us. And I, I'm excited about my new reading assignments from the pod. And- I know. And I'm going to have to get you that other book I'm, I'm gonna be so mad at myself and I'll have to Please. say it on a different one because um, okay. <laughs> it's a really good one and table flipping you guys release every Friday yeah we have new episodes every Friday and it's wherever you listen to podcasts and we do cover in the first like 20 minutes of a typical episode we will both sort of recap and respond to what's on the air right now both like Bravo World and then The Bachelor um, things like that and then we like to interview writers and comedians who work in scripted about their favorite women in reality TV or their favorite scenes or just kind of their favorite obscure shows sometimes I you love know? it. And You're bringing them over to the dark side. Yes yeah. and, and giving them the mic to sort of celebrate their weird guilty pleasures you know it's like there's people who will work in the scripted world but be like I love this History Channel show about making like swords yeah. So let's talk about it. You have a show coming soon. Yes, yes. I'm in Dave on FX, and it's on Hulu the next day. And season two of it is premiering on June 16th. So please watch it on FX. And if you don't, please watch it on Hulu. Um, and yeah, I'm really I'm really excited for it to come back. I, I think it's going to be really funny. Very exciting. And I said FXXXXFX. It is. It's hard to plural. It is. It's literally all all of them. I don't get it. I like my grandma tried to ask me to explain the difference between all of it. And I was like, girl, I don't know. It's only XXX when when Taylor's on the milking table. And then the rest of the time it's XX. Special episode. (laughs) Exactly. All right, ladies. All right. Thank you. We want to let you know we've launched a Patreon page where supporters can receive perks like bonus episodes and exclusive content. Because Pop Fiction Women is our passion project, a place where we give women space to show up and offer in-depth analysis in the ways we're used to hearing about male creators and their characters. We delve into creativity and psychology with a dash of astrology, and we have so much fun doing it. Just two friends breaking down books, movies, and shows like Normal People, Fleabag, and I May Destroy You. Every single aspect of this podcast we do ourselves, from the preparation to the recording, 
from the editing to the social media promotion. So we're adding a Patreon platform because we want to keep making the show you love and hopefully expand it even further. So please consider becoming one of our most complicated fans and contributing on Patreon. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash pop fiction women. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated. <laughs>